Kids like to run to those in the body that are uh, bringing sweets on Sunday mornings. They like to run to them. They've learned to go to them, and we've talked about that before. But I heard that verse, and I, I can't quote it to you right now off the top of my head, but it talks about um, uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I really feel like that's the word of the Lord uh, over our little ones. So if all the families, the parents can teach the kids that this week, really go there and emphasize that, uh, that, that they will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. And you can pray that and decree that over them, but I just really kept seeing that this morning in worship, that don't, 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 don't despise these little ones. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen to them and watch them and observe the kingdom. Hallelujah. Wow. <clears throat> Well, I want to encourage you guys. Last week, Grant was talking about the book of life. Um, go to John 1. We honor you, Lord. John 1. John 1, verse 1 through 4. This is of Jesus Christ. We know that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him and without him. Nothing was made that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness didn't comprehend all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. In him, and that's what Holy Spirit's really targeting continuously, in him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him, he is the way, the truth, and the life, correct? Philippians 4, 3 He goes on to say, I urge you, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. We know that you must be born again. And when you're born again, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But yet the mystery is that before the foundation of all things, your name was in him before the beginning. And in the beginning, God said, our name was written in him, with him, through him, before the foundation of the world. He knows you. He's known us forever. But there comes a moment in this side of heaven where we step into his time. And we step into his life. We step into his power. We step into the spirit. And we're born again. We're born from above. The Bible says that we are new creations in Christ. The old is gone. We're actually a new creation. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, wow. We've been transported out of darkness and into light in him, in him. Oh, we don't want the blotted out part, right? <laughs> written in him. Say written in him. Okay, go to Ephesians 1. How good is God? He is always speaking truth to us. Always running with us in our race. He doesn't abandon us in our race on the earth. He's with us. Ephesians 1, 
We're going to read verse 3 through 14. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. In him... We have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of his sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and, here it is, on earth, in him. <laughs> it is a consolation of all things in heaven and on earth, in him, before the foundation of the world. In him, it has been predestined. All things will be made for his glory in him, with him, through him. And he is the one that made the way for us to be in him. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. 13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. That is amazing truth. How many times did he say, in him, in him, with him, through him? We're not separate from him. We were born again in him. We were born again through him. And we work with him. Everything is through him now. And the whole goal is to get the Holy Ghost in us. Amen. He said, uh, he will never leave you. He'll always be with you. He will be in you. Yes? Go to Acts 17. Acts 17, familiar verse, verse 28. Acts 17, 28 states, For in him we live and move 
and have our being. Woo! As also some of your own poets have said, for we are of his offspring. For in him we live. In him we move, and in him we have our being. Okay, hey. We talked about John 6. The flesh hates John 6. As he says, you've got to be crucified, right? The flesh has got to be crucified. You've got to eat of Jesus' flesh and drink his blood. It's no longer us that lives, but he that lives in us, yes? She said, if you want to follow me, if you want to be in me, if you want to be my disciples, and you're going to have to believe everything my father says about me. And your spirit man comes up front and center, first of all, and receives that. And then it invades that soul, <laughs> that mind, and that will, and that emotion, and into the body. The spirit man comes up front and center. The spirit man has been born from above. Your spirit is one with Jesus this is where he dwells by the Holy Ghost in him. Your spirit, perfect right now. Through the blood of Jesus, through the body of Jesus, your spirit man, up front and center, receives it, comes to life again. That's, you have been born again. A new creation. In him. In him. So in him we live. And you can't separate. You cannot separate. Whoa. You cannot separate the kingdom from your life, beloved. In him we live. He is the kingdom. He said the kingdom of God is within you. You don't work outside of him. You don't live outside of him. You don't raise your family outside of him. You don't go to, whoa, t-ball games outside of him. You don't, you don't do stuff without him. Don't separate your life from the kingdom. It's not kingdom here, job there. It's not kingdom here, family there. It's not kingdom here and the joys and everything we want to do there. But it is this. The kingdom of God is within you and you've been transported out of the world and the world system into the living God. And it's the flesh that wants the lust. It's the flesh that likes the pride of life. It's the flesh that prefers comfort and ease and my way and my will. It's the flesh that wars against the spirit. It's the flesh. It's the carnal nature. But we're actually been already transported out of it. <laughs> right now we are living. The church of God is really living in him right now. In him we live. That's what my Bible says. In him, in him, in him, in him. We're not separating ourselves from him. So everything I do is in him. So you change the way you're thinking. And you walk with him, in him, through him. And that's that revelation that is just bombarding our soul from our spirit. It is a flood coming out of our spirit into our mind, into our thoughts into our will. You know what? Your will is seated with Christ because by your will, you chose Jesus. He gave that blessing to us. He gave us that choice. There's this little throne in your heart and your will said, Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. And from your agreement, if that's all you said, that 
power that is there when the human will says, I have been born again, I am in Christ. When that human will says, I am no longer my own. I eat his flesh, I drink his blood, I'm in covenant with God. From your will comes the issues of life springing forth, invading our thoughts and our, our emotions that go whoopee, whoopee. You know what that means? Those emotions, it's hard to stand up here. I, those emotions, they just, they just, they just got to come in line with the spirit. We cannot be emotion-led. We have to be spirit-led. You understand? That's this. So in him we live and move. We have our very being in existence. Everything is in him. The summonation, the summonation, the consolation of all things is in him. So where are you? Where is he? That's why Jesus spoke in John 17. This, if you read all of it, I'm not going to do it today, but you hear it all the time. I'm in you and you're in me and we're in him. Oh God, that they would know that. That is the journey of love on this side of the planet. I'm just saying. That we would know it and believe it and receive it and walk in it. And there's a confidence there. And yes, you've got to tell your spirit, come up front and center. You have to tell your, your emotions and your soul. You've got to tell your flesh to line up. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. There's no separation in the spirit, but yet you can separate it in your flesh. That's why Paul says, you know, in Romans 7, things I don't want to do, I do. Oh, my God. Where was his wrestling? It was the flesh. It was the flesh. And Jesus had one answer to it. Die. Die daily. Take up your cross and die daily. He has one answer. It's always the same. He goes, and then you will really live. And you're going to live by my life. The highest life. You hear that? So we have responsibility here. We're all not just floating around on clouds. We get to choose every day. He said, choose life or choose death. And then our mouth is going to reflect that. Our mouth is actually going to speak what we have believed. You hear it? Don't separate the kingdom. And in the body of Christ, it can be one of the most carnal battles against the believer. Because you've got things to do. You've got a life. Hey, sister, I've got a life. You do. And it's Christ's life. Well, it's my time. You're right. And it's his time. You got a house. I got to take care of it. I got to mow the yard. I got to do all these things. You're right. And it's his house. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is given to us in Christ. Don't get outside of him. Who wants to do that? We lived our whole life outside of him, and we finally got in him. And now that we're in him, we're like, well, how do we get back outside? Because this takes commitment. This takes my, he wants my life. He wants my all. He wants my mind. He wants my will. He wants my emotion. He wants my money. He wants my service. He wants my thoughts. He wants my children. He wants my path, my job. He wants your future. You bet he does. These are not my words. But that's a battleground in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Some said this is a hard saying. And they left him. And he looked at his 12. He says, do you want to go too? He says, where else are we going to go? You alone hold the words of life. 
Yeah? In him, in him, in him, we live, guys. Oh, separating through. Your life, you died with him, and your life is hidden with him, in him. This is Christ, the highest life. All these gifts he's given to you, I'm not using them. I'm burying them. He gave them freely, but he don't have time for them. I don't want to use them for his glory. I may be wrong. I'm tired. I have a job. I just got married. I went on a trip. That, these are the parables of Jesus where he's laboring. He confronts it over and over again. What are you doing with what he's given you? What are you doing? Are you burying it? You will be held responsible at the judgment seat of Christ. What did you do with the ten? What did you do with the five? And what did you do with the one? Oh, Lord, master, I knew, I knew, but I did not. I did not use it. That, that, and him. And so we labor amongst the saints to see you launched. We labor amongst the saints. We labor amongst the saints. You hear it? To see you come into him. And in him, we live and move. And here you go and you soar like wings of eagles. You hear it? You hear it? You're like, well, all I have is a mite. <laughs> My Bible says he can do great wonders with a mite. And I'm not talking about fleas. <sighs> the widow's mite, you know? <laughs> that. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, well, that's sufficient. That's why, Caleb, the Spirit of the Lord said, you run, you run, you go forward, you run with him. And all I can hear is say, don't you dare look back. It looks like this, yes? Holy is the Lord. God said, be holy. Go to 1 Peter 1. He's serious. And the kingdom of heaven is here, and it is now, and he has already done moved in. <laughs> He lives in us, guys. Whew, veil's being removed. First Peter 1. Whew, verse 13. He says, therefore, gird up your loins of your mind. Be sober. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you, hallelujah, at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Oh, my goodness. Not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he called you, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Because it's written, be holy, for I am holy. That's what I just said. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Rest your hope fully upon the grace. You're like, well, what if I let go and I really believe every single thing he is saying to me? What is going to happen then? What happens if I just let go of that control and that flesh and I really just cut loose and believe it? What's going to happen? You might walk in holiness. <laughs> and the rest your whole hope fully upon the grace that's to be brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. 
not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, in all your conduct. Spirit, soul, and body, yes? Mind, will, and emotions, life. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Be holy for I am holy. That wasn't a suggestion. Right? (laughs) Oh, that's not a suggestion. Be holy for I'm holy. Well, that was Old Testament. No, 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 it's not. It's now. It's Christ. It's someone called Holy Spirit who moved in. I don't know. Whoa, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit moved in to our tabernacle, took over our spirit, and is invading our mind, will, and emotions in our body. Holiness, the spirit of holiness is inside of us. Holiness is preparing us for the king. Holiness in this life. Isn't that amazing? Go to Ephesians 5. And it's always for a greater good. It always has a greater purpose. In him, say in him. Ephesians 5. Because we can, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her so that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, right there, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy and without blemish. That's it, yes? That's a perfecting, that's a perfecting, that's what the Holy Ghost is doing. It's not just about you, but it is about us. It's for him. Everything is for him. Everything is for him. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. In him I overcome. And these little bumps in the road that test our faith. He's already wanted for you. He's a judge. He's a king. He's a lawgiver. He's already won it. He's already settled it. Yes. <laughs> Accuser of the brethren is cast down. Because we agree with what Christ says. Because the war is against your mind. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> we are being made holy and blameless. Go to 2 Corinthians. He strengthens us today. Hallelujah. Start... There is no end. Second Corinthians 1. Whew. Let's look at verse 20. Second Corinthians 1, 20. He says, Moreover, I call God as witness against my soul that to spare you I came no more to Corinth. Not that we have dominion over your faith. No. Wait, what did I say? 2 Corinthians 1, 20. Thank you. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. 
to the glory of God through us. Now he who established us with you in Christ has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Can you hear him? Look at this. It's like, wow, so fresh, Lord. It's like I've never heard it before. For all the promises of God, surely that was a typo. <laughs> Maybe in the, in the Hebrew it didn't mean all. No, because in the beginning he is. He is the word of life in him, in him, in him, in him, in him. I live in him, the word of life in him, rooted and grounded in him. In his word. So therefore, all the promises of God in him, yes, are yes. <laughs> and the amen. He says that about himself through the scripture. Says the yes and amen in Revelation. All right? Read it for yourself. This is who he is. This is the word of life made manifest. Hallelujah. And, in, and now he who establishes us with you. That's the body of Christ. We're establishing with you in Christ. Has anointed us. Is God. This is the working of the body. Who also has sealed us. There's that Holy Ghost. Given us the spirit. And our hearts as a guarantee. As a guarantee. You have eternal life. Remember? Eternal life. Life, life, life. Life is in the Son. Go to Philippians 3. You are good, God. Philippians 3. Verse 7. Philippians 3, verse 7. He says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted as loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, of whom I have suffered the loss of of all things that he counts them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith are you serious that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Yes. He's laying hold of what's been laid hold for him. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me. This is just one man's testimony. So we say, you know, for what things were gained to me. These I've counted loss for Christ. In him I live. In him I live. In him I live. Everything else I was living for is loss. I count it as dung. It has nothing on me anymore. My whole life exists no longer. I have died with him. I'm raised with him. And we live as one now. In him. In him. Forever. Say forever. Your spirit man's leaping for joy. And the flesh is quivering. The mind is trying to ascertain and contain and get revelation of what's being said. His word will not return void. 
It will go into your soul and transform you. To where you say, well, what's your greatest passion? To be in Christ, to know him. That was what this, that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. And it starts with believing his word that we are in him and he is in us. Sealed and great Holy Spirit is inside of us. whom we can grieve when we separate the kingdom from our life. When we separate the presence from our day. When we fragment our mind into bondages of the past. Hear it in him. In him. There's these root spirits lifted, listed in scripture. These root spirits that are common to humanity. And most of these root spirits have what we call a lot of fruit. These root spirits are like the roots under the ground. And they grow up and to a tree and produce a lot of different fruit. These root spirits combat the life. The spirits of infirmity. Fear. Bondage. Haughtiness. Perverseness. Antichrist. Deaf and dumb. Heaviness. Lying. Jealousy. Slumber. Stupor. Error. Death against Christ's life and the fear of death. These root spirits are a product of the fall, of the nature of Satan himself. Christ says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly, and the fruit of my spirit is love, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are what the Holy Ghost in us now is producing. And where there was error... Where there was death, where there was infirmity, where there was fear, where there is bondage, these things are being uprooted by the life of Christ in us from our soul. Spirit's free. Say it. The Spirit's free. But this great salvation is overflowing into your soul. And now you've been anointed to go out and set others free. Error, the number one enemy against the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And the spirit of error combats the truth. And error wars against your members. He does not want you to lay hold of truth. He wants you to be bound all of your days. But when I lay it down, I go to that cross and say, take it all, Jesus. Pull it up by the root. I want to know you. It's going to cost me everything I got. You know what? I've made all my plans in life, but you know what? They're not mine no more. I had a way of thinking before, but you know what? I'm going to give you that. I'm going to take up your way of thinking. If he's the way, the truth, and the life, it consumes every part of us, doesn't it? You all know what it looks like. Well, I was going to go this way, but the Lord said go that way. Right? We all had a plan once upon the earth, thinking we're going to do this and that. I thought I was only going to have three kids. I had six. And two are already in heaven. You see, God knows the plans he has for you. Plans to give you a future and plans to give you hope. Plan to give you purpose. 
So I go back and read that Jeremiah that the Spirit sang through Amber. Jeremiah. No. Jeremiah. We'll start in verse 5. 1, verse 5. Jeremiah 1, verse 5. It says, the word of the Lord came to me and he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. <laughs> I would just think that about Jeremiah. Well, that's Jeremiah's testimony. <laughs> I would just quoted a whole bunch of scriptures that proves to you before you were conceived in your mother's womb. He knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were actually born, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And the flesh says, oh, Lord God, I can't speak, but a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go. For you shall go, you shall go to all to whom I send you. See, somebody just took over his life. Someone just took over his mind. Someone just took over his even speech. Yes? Holy Verse 8, he says, do not be afraid of their faces. Because he knows that you're, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You are going to face the devil. Okay? You're going to face fear and every evil work. Right? You're going to face rejection and persecution. Yes? Do not be afraid of their faces, their countenance. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. And then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. And I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, do what? To root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. It gets bigger. You're not going to just go speak. You're not going to just go visit, maybe lead a few people to Jesus. But you're going to root up. You're going to root out. You're going to pluck out. You're going to tear down. You're going to cast out. You're going to transform. Yes, you're going to give them my word. You're going to heal them. You're going to deliver them. You're going to cleanse them. You're going to cast out these demons that make war against the flesh. You, beloved. You're like, oh, but Lord, I'm but. goes, no, no, no. I am in you now. Remember? Holy, 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 holy. Colossians 2. Oh, he's so holy. <sighs> Colossians 2, verse 6. <laughs> no, verse 4. Colossians 2, 4, he says, uh, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit. And I'm rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. <laughs> as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, notice that, Lordship, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. And you, as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You hear it over. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. In him, with him, through him, as you have received Christ, walk in him, rooted and built up in him. That's what he's doing with us every day. Every word, every, every sermon, <laughs> every testimony, every encounter you have with him. Those quiet moments with him when he's speaking truth to you. One-on-one in the secret place. He's pulling something out, I can guarantee you. He's casting down something. He's destroying those mindsets that he did not put in you. Woo, he's transforming our mind every day while it's called today. We are being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ, spirit, soul, and body. Every day it's a work. It wasn't just when you were blessed, God, 30. He doesn't stop until we cross over. Right? Go to 1 John. He's building up your faith. And tear down the strongholds. <laughs> Glory to God. 1 John. Chapter 2. I told you before, First John's, they just got it going. John got it. First John 2. Start in verse 3. He says, by this we know him, if we keep his commandments. By this we know that we know him. Now by this we know that we know him. By this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He says, well, I know him. And doesn't keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. Because you love him, you obey him. Hear it? Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this we know that we're in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself to walk as he walked. That is as clear as we can say it. He who abides in him ought himself to walk just as he walked. That is a high calling. These are not our words. These are the words of the Holy Spirit. These are the words of Holy Spirit. Who is doing this work in us? Who's transforming us? My life is not my own. Yes? And as you walk and you abide in this love, this is your heart to obey him. You're not kicking against the goad. Oh, Lord, no. Here I am. Send them. Right? Right? You're yielded now. Here I am. Use me for your glory. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All of our babies are going to live in you and breathe in you and have their being in you. It's not family time in Christ's time. It's not family time in the kingdom. No, it is in him. Everything I have that pertains about me in my life, the air I breathe, the juice I drink today, the food I eat, where I go tomorrow, my vacation this summer, everything you've got is in him. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the abiding truth. And he'll set a liberty, these sons, it has to do with that manifestation of the sons. First John 2, 27. He says, but you've got this anointing. <laughs> Christ in you, the anointed one in his anointing. The anointing. Everybody say the anointing. Great Holy Spirit that makes you so passionate. 
the anointing, 1 John 2.27, the anointing that you have received from him abides in you. Now he says, this Holy Ghost is in you. This anointing is inside of you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. You will abide in him by the Holy Ghost. And now, little children, abide in him. That when he appears, we may have confidence. We're not going to shrink back at his appearing. But those who do not know him, they will shrink back. Because their names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life. They will shrink back. But those of us whose names are in him have the zeal of the Lord, the jealous of the Lord, the burning of the Lord, that none should perish, that none should shrink back to perdition. That's in us now. Christ laboring through us. Laboring through us and you and you family and your family's families and your extended families and all that you know. Holy. Yes? That's the cry of the Spirit. It's the, it's the harvest of Jesus. It's the message of the heart of Jesus. But he knows that their hearts, some hearts will be hardened against him, cursing him and his spirit. Go to 1 John 4. Verse 13. 1 John 4, 13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. Hallelujah. He has given us of his spirit. We should be so grateful. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Truth. And whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God minds be made whole now in Jesus name you're not separated you're not divided wills be healed and be whole God abides in him and he in God God abides in him and he in God and we have known and we believe the love that God has for us because God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him this is a lot of ends He's trying to constantly convince us, beloved, be not outside of Christ, be in him. And while you're in him, let him do this redeeming work. 1 John 5, 20, we close with this. We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And here it is, and we are in him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ, this true God and, remember, eternal life. I live. It's no longer I that live. But Christ that lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ. I've been raised with him. I'm seated with him in heavenly places now. And in the age to come. And now, your open heaven opens all the more to you. Because now, easy access. Easy access. To stand up. Let's give him glory for what he has to say. Start to finish and the day's not over. <laughs>
Oh God, oh God, you're great. And you're worthy of all of our praise. I honor your word. I honor you, Holy Spirit. And those who have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Today, while we have our breath, we live and we move in him. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing a revelation knowledge and breaking us up and out of those things that had us bound into the liberty of the sons of God. And these are the sons of God, those who walk in the Spirit. These are the sons of God who obey Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have made us holy and righteous. You've not separated us out. Thank you that we have a hope and we have a future. And every word is sealed in the heavens today, here in us, and on this foundation. And we promise to give you all the glory and the honor and praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Now, I'm going to encourage you. If you feel any burning in your spirit right now, please do not leave this place. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.